Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Mile podcast. Happy 3rd of July and tomorrow, 4th of July. I love this holiday. You know, this isn't, I feel like this is one of those holidays that you just start to appreciate more and more as you get older. (laughs) I love 4th of July, so I hope you have an amazing time celebrating and have an extra couple of days off of work and enjoy those. This week's Ask Asia question is, how did you balance a newborn and fitness postpartum? I really took my time this second time. Let me just say, I can confirm that second postpartum definitely felt different than the first. And I'm sure the same continues to be true after each subsequent pregnancy, if you have more than two kids, but I can't confirm that much. But what I do know is that this second postpartum really felt a lot different, like as in my body felt like it really needed a little bit more time for me to just not be in motion and to take it very slow as I eased back into fitness. And at six weeks, I was doing light pelvic floor exercises and body weight things like air squats. And I was using bands to do a lot of like banded stretching. And I was working with a small Pilates ball, but you know, it was just my husband and I and our two kids, and we don't have family around and we didn't have help the first several months of Oliver's life. And that made it really hard to expect that I could be any type of consistent when it came to fitness. So to be honest, I really embraced this season of needing to give myself grace. And it was hard because I feel like it's very easy to say, oh, just give yourself grace or I need to give myself grace. But truly it's about actually doing it. And it's by realizing that doing something small is better than doing 
nothing. And I was able to, you know, to fit these things in without actually having to leave my house, which is why I picked up a small Pilates ball and some bands. So I could do these things at home or in my yard or in my studio, um, without having to leave and, you know, carve out an hour or more time to get to the gym and back. So I would say that I really didn't feel like I had much consistency or balance until closer to like four to five months. So before that, it was really just getting in whatever I could and managing my expectations that that was good enough. So I hope that answers your question. Okay. So maybe you follow me on Instagram or maybe you don't, but either way, last week I was in Vegas for a conference that I get to go to every year and it was great. So at this conference, there are thousands of people who attend and it's a really great yearly event where I get to see my friends that have gone to this conference for as long as I have. And it's just always so nice to reconnect with them and to get to hear from amazing trainers and speakers together It takes place at the Garden Arena in the MGM Grand. And if you've ever been to a conference this size or like a Tony Robbins type conference, you know that the energy is just truly electric. When it's high, it is like you can feel it in your soul high. But also when you hear someone speaking about a part of their success or their journey that hurts specifically when they experience the loss of someone close to them, you can also feel the strings of everyone's heart being pulled. And to be honest, that was actually a very resounding message over the two and a half days of this conference. Speaker after speaker had these incredible nuggets of wisdom and best practices to share. But They usually came from turning points in their lives centered around losing someone they loved so deeply. And I don't know about you, but I really hate when we are reminded of the fragility of life in those moments and without intending the lesson to be about gratitude specifically, I would say it was probably one of the biggest takeaways most people in that arena would grasp because Without even realizing it, most of us live in a way that assumes we have more time, more of our own time and more time with the people that we love the most. And also we act like we just have more time to change our behaviors and our mood and our health and our current situations, right? Like we all want to be happy, but how many times have you put off happiness until the next thing? right? That next smaller pant size or the next job or the next vacation, the I'll be happy when X, Y, Z attitude. Now, I wouldn't say that any of us consider ourselves to be ungrateful, right? Like you probably wouldn't identify yourself as a generally ungrateful person, but I'm telling you, it's not until you have those pivoting life moments or those perspective shifts, like hearing from these incredible speakers in the arena of the MGM Grand, where you see your gratitude shortcomings clearly. You may already know this about me, but I love making my bed every day. 
It starts my day off with a sense of accomplishment, but I also love slipping into a beautifully made bed every night. And my cozy earth bamboo sheets make all the difference. They are so unbelievably soft and comfortable, and the premium fabric regulates body temperature no matter the season. They're perfect for the hot summer nights coming up. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer just for my listeners. You could receive up to 40% off site-wide when you use code MINDSETMILE. Go to CozyEarth.com to explore their latest arrivals and to receive up to 40% off when you use code MINDSETMILE at checkout. I felt this awakening inside of me of untapped gratitude. I thought of all the little things that I've been thinking about lately that have been bothering me, like about our house or about future Asia problems I've been letting occupy space in my brain that have taken my focus away from the present and all of the good that is right in front of me. And like I said, it's not that I've been blatantly ungrateful. I mean, I do acts of service all day long for my family and the people around me to let them know that I love them and I'm constantly using my words to say thank you or to express ways that I appreciate someone or the things that they do for me. But gratitude is a feeling and it fills you when you practice acknowledging the good in your life. And it's a feeling of of peace knowing that you don't need to solve all your problems in order to be grateful. There was a day I remember several months ago when I was like really on the struggle bus. I had lingering postpartum depression and it was just one of those days where everything wound me up. I just was this anxious ball of tension. And by the time my husband got home from work, I told him I just had to get out of the house for a little bit. So I went on a walk and The first few blocks, I was still just trying to undo that tightness in my chest. It was just one of those walks. I wasn't even sure what I wanted or what I needed. Like, should I listen to music or should I listen to a podcast? Should I take some time to just scroll Instagram and be mindless or should I make a grocery shopping list? As a new mom to two, I felt like I could never just do one thing at a time. For efficiency's sake, I would take walks for myself or with the baby, and then I would try to do something else that only required my phone that I felt like I could never find the time to do when I was at home, even if it was as simple and mundane as just making a grocery list. So I was like, do I, what do I do, right? I have all these options that I can do from my phone, but I didn't even know what I needed. And it kind of just came to me. I was like, okay, I think I know what I need to do right now. I'm going to text five people and I'm going to tell them I love them and thank them for their support. But I specified what that was for each person. So for instance, I sent a message to the friend that had volunteered to set up my meal, my meal train, like right after Oliver was born. And even though I had thanked her when she did it and sent it out, I just... I sent this text message that said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm thinking about you. I love you. And I know this was months ago now, but I can't tell you how loved and thought of it made me feel when you volunteered to send out our meal train. And then I sent the text. And after each text I sent, I felt a little lighter and a little lighter. I know when you're having a day, what you want is for something good to happen to you. But I'm telling you, 
some of the best therapy when you want to receive good energy and good feelings is to give good energy and good feelings. And I'm not just making that up. It is true that giving and practicing gratitude in the form of giving, whether that's with time or generosity or your words or your gratitude, it actually stimulates your brain's reward center and it releases endorphins, which as we know, boosts self-esteem, happiness, and it combats feelings of depression. Having an attitude of gratitude is a constant practice. And one of the simplest and best ways to practice it is by writing down three things you're grateful for every day. It can literally be as simple as that. Just keeping a notebook or a journal by your bed. And if all you ever do is write down three things you're grateful for, it will create a new pathway to make the feeling of gratitude one that becomes second nature. And I also just want to say that gratitude is not telling ourselves that other people have it worse. While being appreciative of things that haven't gone wrong seems like it might be a good way to manage bad feelings or feelings of ungratefulness, it's actually a recipe to amplify those things. Gratitude does not mean you need to invalidate your feelings. So if you find yourself saying things like, I should just be grateful that blah, 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 switch it up and just say something neutral, but irrelevant to what is happening. Like I am grateful for my breath. I am grateful for this cup of coffee. I'm grateful to feel the warmth of the sun on my skin. Gratitude is not tricking yourself into sounding like things are better than they are. It's about what actually is and finding things in that. So what are three things that you are grateful for today? Maybe write those down right after you put this podcast episode down. And actually, I have a journal insert for free that you can download when you go to the website www.themindsetmile.com. If you're someone that loves having a prompt to just write things down, I created a free journal download for you to write down three takeaways from every episode you listen to, as well as three things you're grateful for in that day. So if you're someone that's like, I have a journal, but I never know what to write or what to say, just follow those two prompts. And I promise you, you will feel so much better laying your head down on your pillow at the end of the night or starting your day with just filling out that insert. So be sure to grab it at themindsetmile.com and also tag me in your social media stories at Aisha Zaza. I love seeing you. I can't stress that enough. I love seeing you. And it also gives other people a chance to see what episodes you're listening to and loving. I cannot wait to see you next week, my friend. I am so grateful for you. And I mean that I will see you next week. And until then, make it a great day. Are you interested in launching a podcast, but don't know where to start? My team at Upstarter Pods can help you at every step of the way with a support team, strategy sessions, live recording assistance, and customizable plans. If this has been on your heart for a while, 
I want to encourage you to contact Chase at Upstarter Pods to just get some more information. He's absolutely fantastic. You can contact Chase directly at chase at upstarterpods.com or on Instagram at upstarterpods to set up a free discovery call and to get more information. All the links and contact info are below in the show notes.